0: this is transistor.fm
1: we're not moving as fast as we'd like i thought you know the original plan is that i would be able to work on my business and this and that you'd be able to work on your job and this but this isn't working
0: Hey everyone, welcome to Build Your SaaS. This is the behind the scenes story of building a web app in 2018. I'm John Buda, a software engineer,
1: and I'm Justin Jackson, I'm a product and marketing guy. Follow along as we launch transistor.fm. So, John, here we are. We we put out a teaser for this episode, which we haven't done before, and it's something I'm trying. I've it's it's interesting because we got a lot of responses to that teaser. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rob Walling reached out on Twitter. You know, there's people emailing us uh, with their opinions. And I think, what was the subject of that? It was something like, I don't want to get crushed by the VC monster. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: The VC monster.
1: And, and I in the subheadline, I put, Justin and John have a hard conversation about funding, about startup funding. <laughs> So I've really set the tone for this chat yeah. we're going to have today.
0: So that's the, that's the chat today. We're back on our normal schedule, which we haven't been on recently.
1: Yeah, yeah. Recording life's, been,
0: on, life's been a little rough.
1: Yeah, recording on a Friday. Um. Yeah, I, and I think maybe that's where I want to get started. And yeah. I don't know what you think about this. It'll be interesting to you have your thoughts, but... We are, uh, let's see. Technically, we signed the docs in January or February. I can't even remember now. I
0: think it was, f- yeah, February, March, maybe. I don't know.
1: Okay, so February, March. So let's just say March, April, March, April, May, June. We're into our fourth month, and I would say this is not working.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's 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 stalled out significantly. Let's <laughs> <laughs> so- working. But not working great.
1: Yes. Working but not working great. And so let me tell my side of the story and then you can tell your side of the story because they're probably different. But this is how I kind of feel. I feel like the original, my original plan was I'm going to keep my other business going, megamaker.co, which is resources for indie entrepreneurs and startups. There's a lot of like online training and courses and stuff. And that on the side, I would bootstrap Transistor. And actually, I also want to bring up, we've mentioned this in the past, but we have another app that we are working on called Spots.fm. So, in my mind, we've had these ideas from the very beginning. And I thought, okay, we're gonna, I'm just going to keep making money in my daytime business. And on the side, John and I are going to get to work on Transistor and Spots. And... On the plus side, I would say, I feel like we're working really well together. Uh, when we do work and you know get stuff done. Uh, sorry, how would you feel?
0: Yeah, yeah I agree, yeah.
1: <laughs> is, yeah. I, I just saw you wanting to, we have video, so I can see that you're yeah. like gonna say something. Um, yeah, I agree with that. And I actually just made a video on, I was trying out the new Instagram TV. Did you hear about this? I did. Okay. So I still
0: don't really know what it is.
1: John, see, John, this is another reason John and I are good partners because John is just like, he does not, he's not, I haven't seen him on Instagram once. And, uh, but I'm all over this stuff. Like when, <laughs> when Instagram TV comes out, like I was upset because I couldn't make a video that night when I heard about it. But the first video I made was kind of, Uh, I think it's something like, um, maybe you shouldn't be a solopreneur. That was the title. And my feeling was, you know, just describing how working with you has made me realize like, man, there's a lot of advantages to working with a partner. And I think the way I put it was, I feel like when I'm working with John, I have superpowers. I'm actually able, like when we're going, it feels like we're able to move along at a pace that I've just never had, um, mostly just because I'm not as good at building things as you are.
0: Yeah, I mean, on I, the flip side, I feel the same way because I'm not good at marketing. Yeah. <laughs> and the amount of, the amount of attention and sort of exposure you've gotten us within a limited time frame is, has been pretty, pretty spectacular, I'd say.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and yeah. it's fun when you can work. It's it's it feels like people have ta- used that expression like Voltron. Yeah. You know that and um for kids that weren't didn't grow up in the 80s, Voltron, if I didn't remember it correctly, it was like a big robot that was a combination of smaller robots.
0: From days of long ago. From uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. The legend of Voltron. Yep.
1: And so when you say, you know, we're like this is our Voltron, the combination of our our parts is better together than it is apart. And so I feel like that parts working really well. But my original plan of working on, you know, my regular business during the day and then on the side working on transistor has proven to be a lot more <laughs> difficult than I thought. I don't know why I thought this, but I thought well I'll basically I'll work ha- I'll, I'll split my day up, you know, half my time I'll and energy and focus I'll give to MegaMaker, and half my time and focus I'll give to Transistor. But it should have stood to reason that if I'm dedicating half my time to MegaMaker, it would probably do about half as good as it did last <laughs> right. year. Right. And if I look at my numbers, that's around where it's been. You know, it's been uh, about half the time and investment in and about half the output out. And, um, so I'm starting to feel the financial pressure of, whew, like, man, it would be nice if Transistor, if we had some sort of funding for Transistor or if Transistor was paying the bills or if I could just focus on Transistor, um, I think, you know, Mega Maker will eventually just kind of run itself at, you know, whatever level, but the, in the meantime, when you're kind of stretched between both worlds... It's difficult. Now, I think, so I would say my challenge is less availability of time and more availability of money. Um, Yours would probably be maybe the reverse. Is that right?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So for me, I mean, my my initial idea was obviously I have a full-time job, so um, the money is not an issue and that I could, I wouldn't be obviously be able to split my day half and half, but I would... Uh, the original intention was to work on transistor uh, at least once a day. I'd do something like once a day, right? It Mm -hmm. doesn't matter if it's huge. It doesn't matter if it's small. And then um, that would pretty much mean nights and weekends unless I took a day off of work here and there and and worked on transistor. Um, Mm -hmm. For a while that worked okay. You know, I was able to sort of you know at least one thing a day Uh, on the weekends I would take you know one of the days on the weekend and and work for like six hours or something have a good chunk of time Mm -hmm. to do that Uh, I think as time went on I found that to be harder and harder just because because I was doing that I was sort of ignoring other things in my life yeah and then also you know kind of getting a little bit behind on the day job and sort of um, feeling a little guilty that I was maybe letting some people down there mm-hmm. and then I'd get a little guilty that I was like letting you down cause I, this wasn't moving fast enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, my initial plan was that it would all be good and everything would fit perfectly together and I would have <laughs> a few hours at night to work on this stuff and still get enough sleep and still be able to work out. Yeah. Uh, and that just sort of didn't really happen. <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah, it's it's more of a time focus uh, type of situation for me,
1: yeah. by the way, what I think one of the benefits of us recording once a week is it basically means that we're going to have a conversation, a phone call every week, and we don't always publish everything that we talk about. Um, in fact, we were going to record we record we were going to record on Monday or Tuesday. And we just ended up having a real big, like, just heart to heart. And obviously, we were not going to publish any of that. But just as a side note for other co founders out there, I think one of the benefits for me of having these calls is that it just gives John and I another opportunity to be honest. And uh, talking to folks that have been through this ringer before, one thing you have to be very careful of is hiding things from your co-founder and like so even just what john said like he was feeling guilty like it's important for me to know that it's also important for john to know that i'm starting to feel some financial pressure yeah and i know founders that have kept that stuff to themselves for months and months and months so maybe they were feeling some emotional angst that they didn't share or they didn't let out or maybe they were feeling some financial pressure. I know founders that have put tens of thousands of dollars on credit cards to fund their thing and weren't telling the co-founders, and then all of a sudden it got to a breaking point and they're like, hey, guys, I gotta tell you something. And they're like, what, like, why did you hide that? Yeah, would you agree this dialogue has been helpful?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I haven't really had that before. It's either me, you know, by myself, which I guess my, was my initial plan for Transistor, mm-hmm. but that would probably just result in me like overanalyzing it and not ever getting anything done and not having anyone to talk to about it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's been, it's been good. The emotional support has been great. <laughs> <laughs> this is
1: That's exactly what I talked about in my Instagram TV episode, John. You yeah, need to watch it. I do. <laughs> um <laughs> So, okay, so that's kind of what's work not working, and uh in our heart to heart earlier this week, um, I kind of went back to you know sometimes when there's lots going on and you're like you're like trying to go all over the place to make things work, It's like you're running over here and doing some work on transistor and then running back to work and trying to catch up there and then running home and trying to get to the gym and go to sleep and. For me, I'm like running around like, okay, I got to get, get my business kind of cranking again. Okay. Oh, but this thing needs to be done for Transistor. And oh, I got a customer development phone call. And oh, this person wants help with this. Yeah. And you're kind of running around, right? And I think it's helpful to slow down and just think, what do I want? <laughs> like. If, if, if I could have anything I wanted for this year, what would it be? And even long-term, what would I want? And so one thing I said to you earlier is, I just want to make stuff with John. And so if someone came, you know, if a magic fairy came and said, I can, you know, Justin, what do you want? What's your dream? I'd be like, well, I just want to make stuff with John whether that's Transistor, or Spots, or anything else, I've really enjoyed our partnership. And whatever enables me to make cool stuff with John, and put it out into the world, and have people uh, enjoy it and use it, that, that's what I want to do. I think, I mean, you, I don't want to speak for you now, so because you said something back. Yeah. Uh, do you remember what you said?
0: Not exactly, no. <laughs> Sorry, you almost (laughs) spit your coffee I almost
1: spit my coffee. Sometimes I ask you a question because that is a period of time where I can take another drink of coffee. Yeah. So if you mess with that rhythm, John, (laughs) uh, like, for example, I asked you, you know, if you could work on Transistor full time, is that what you'd want to do?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would. Um, There's still an amount of freedom there that you get with working on your own product uh, You know, you don't have necessarily by working for a company, Mm -hmm. good and bad, there's freedom. There's also probably more work and more things to think about. But Mm -hmm. um, it's still ultimately for me about sort of what I want from what I do day to day. And is it is it the freedom to work on something that, uh, you know, other people use and other people like and provides value to people Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um, can, you know, make money for other people? Mm hmm. But yeah, I mean it's, you know, if I could, I would do that.
1: Mhm.
0: Uh, and building it with you is obviously a, a huge benefit too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so it, it's I mean, one of the advantages <laughs> of bootstrapping is we could really get started right away, right? We were kind of like, Yeah. Um do we want to work together? Uh I mean, you thought about that for quite a while, like do I want to work with Justin and then mm-hmm. you you know, you decided he did, and then we signed some partnership documents and made it all legal, but the we were able to kind of get going right away, and now we're four months in, and this is usually where the wheels start to fall off the bus, right? The honeymoon <laughs> uh, is, you know, starts to be over, and uh, there's some reality. I, I, I've had friends that were in a similar situation to us, you know, partners, they start working on the app. They're super excited. They got all this energy, momentum. They got early access users. They're everything's going, but then it's just like the pressures of life kind of seep in and they're they have to give up.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't let those things build up, I don't think.
1: Mhm. And so there's some big questions that we need to address right now. One, is what do we want? Two is um when do we want it? So, for example, you're working full-time for Cards, which is a great company. You're in charge of a team and there's a question of how soon <laughs> would you want to leave, right? Right. Do you want to do you want to talk any more about yeah. that or <laughs> Well,
0: yeah, I mean that's a big unknown. Obviously, if if things were rosy and and Transistor was making money, Mm -hmm. I would obviously consider it pretty soon. And if I thought it was going in a direction that it would, you know, sustain itself and sustain both of us. um, It's obviously kind of difficult to just leave in my Mm -hmm. position. I I couldn't just like up and leave and be like, Hey, I'm I'm leaving in two weeks or next week or whatever, just because there's, you know, a lot of things in, in motion being planned, being worked on. I would have to uh, really prepare the team for that or whoever was hired on to sort of replace me. Or mm-hmm. um, So professionally, I wouldn't really want to just, you know, leave.
1: Yeah. Uh, Let me ask you a question. Let's say tomorrow. Two scenarios. Tomorrow... Uh, we get a thousand new customers, and we're making twenty thousand dollars a month. How soon do you think you would be able to leave, or would you want to leave?
0: Uh, maybe a maybe a month. Okay. Maybe a month or two, four to eight weeks, probably.
1: Okay. Probably. And I guess this is a similar scenario, but um, let's say tomorrow we got an infusion of cash, two hundred grand. How soon would you leave?
0: Um, is is that, that money for for us to live on?
1: Yeah, like a, an investment. Someone someone says, "Here's yeah. two hundred grand. You guys build and grow transistor and spots, which we haven't talked a lot about, but yep. you know, here's here's some money. Go do this."
0: That one's a little. I feel like that's a little dicey here because they're not. It doesn't automatically translate into customers. Mm-hmm. So we would ne- we would probably owe that money back. Mm-hmm. But also might not actually make it back. Mhm. You know what I mean? So
1: Oh, that one scares you a little bit more.
0: That one does. It does. Uh even if it's an investor
1: that's saying, "Hey, I'm just rolling the dice on you. You guys have good traction. You guys are like peanut butter and jelly. I just want in on this magic you guys are creating. I've yeah. got 200 grand to bet on you and I'm hoping that, you know, I make uh, you know, ten percent on—I don't know—is ten percent what they make? I don't know. I'm hoping I make ten percent on dividends over the next five, ten years. I—I I have no idea what pe- what kind of payback people want. Right. How would you feel about that? And 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 does that change how quickly you would want to you would want to kind of move into full time development work on?
0: I—I I feel like I'd be a little more hesitant about that, but I think. Someone investing in us would probably want that to happen sooner or later, right? They're not going to invest in someone who can only put in, you know, a handful of hours a week.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah. And I would think, you know, VC would be this, a similar situation where they're going to review the team and be like, well,
1: mm-hmm. well if, you if you guys
0: they're... are working half time, it's not going to work. We're not going to give you money.
1: Yeah. And no one's going to fund just one jackass like me. We they they're, they're going to want the Voltron.
0: <laughs> the Legend of Voltron. Yeah, right. <laughs> um Yeah, I mean there's there, there's this, there's a scenario where it's like I could do some sort of sabbatical. Mm-hmm. Situation and just Yeah, I I've, I've thought about this stuff.
1: Yeah, oh, I see cuz part of it for you. See, I have no stability in my life. I I'm just uh <laughs> I'm already running this business. And and But for you, you've got this stability that's actually quite valuable. You've got a good job.
0: Yeah, it's stability. It's a team of people I really like and a yeah. company I like a lot. So, you know, I've been here for almost four years, which is a long time for me. But mm-hmm. um, I haven't ever talked about this with anyone at, at the office. But if there was a scenario where it was, hey, I'm going to take a month or two off.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, is it possible to do that and still, you know, come back at some point?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And they may or may not be open to that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if if we kind of think how, I wonder how our thinking, if this is a reflection of our thinking, because I've just always been very entrepreneurial, and I've always had this thought of, um, like, especially, in 2016 where I'm like, okay, I'm going like full-time independent entrepreneur and I really don't want to go back. Yeah. And I had this feeling of, I'm going to make this work no matter what. Not, not being so egotistical to say, you know, I might, need to, I might need to go back and find paid employment again, but definitely there's this feeling of like, I like this. I want to do this whatever form it takes. Mm-hmm. Um but I can also I also I mean I was I had a I worked for the same software company for seven years. And the reason I did that is because I had kids, I had a mortgage, and I wanted that stability. And when I was in that position, I really didn't want to lose that stability. The stability was yeah. nice, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. And you have you have the you have the added incentive, which I think I've mentioned before and I haven't done too much research on this. The added incentive of having Canadian health insurance.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's huge, actually. Which
0: which in the U.S. is a total shit show. Yeah. And, you know, I obviously have good health insurance through work, but, like, it's unfortunate that that's one of the things you have to think of, is if I leave my job, I now have to buy my own health insurance. Mm -hmm. And currently, the government is just tearing apart The Affordable Healthcare Act. Yeah, and it's expensive, and it barely covers anything. And you know, the good thing about having coverage that you have is that it allows you the freedom to to move jobs without losing that safety net. Yeah. Whereas whereas in the U.S., I think a lot of people are stuck Mm -hmm. at their job because they're like, "I have to have health insurance. I can't leave."
1: Yeah.
0: Even if they want to go do their own thing.
1: Yeah, yeah totally I think that's it's a huge I've heard that from a lot of my my entrepreneur friends in the states um they've had to go back to paid yeah. employment, especially if you have a family yeah. yeah, just and they all had families that was a the thing they 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 just we can't they couldn't even get insurance as yeah. private business owners It was like yeah. we just can't they won't no one will give it to us and so yeah, I think that is that is a thing um. Obviously, the answer is for you to just become Canadian. But <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, I sent you this. Uh, I'll put this in the show notes too. But Canada has a startup visa program that I haven't actually looked at. But I think it basically allows people to immigrate to Canada to build startups. And I'm not sure if it's how easy it is or whatever. But Yeah. Um. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about our options. There's kind of four options the way I see it. Let me know if you think of other ones. Number one, angel fundraising or fund strapping. This is something that Rob Walling mentioned uh, in the past. Uh, Traditional VC. So that would be people looking for a big exit. There is a lot of invest, uh, like VC money, going into podcasting right now. Uh, it's mm-hmm. up like ten times. Uh, you know, it was very, very low, and now we're seeing like Castbox, which is just uh, iOS Podcatcher, just got thirteen point five million, which is insane. But they would be looking for ten x, twenty x, sixty x exits, and so yeah. we would not be able to be um, a small little two person. Lifestyle quote unquote company making one to two million dollars a year. And the next one would be to stay the course. And then the final option, which I've been pitching to you, which is the crazy idea is is there another way we could fundraise this without giving up a portion of our company and without selling our souls and without doing everything else? Now, I'm going to. I'm going to keep that, I'll, I'll just keep that in my back pocket for a sec. Any thoughts on angel fundraising, fund strapping?
0: Aside from trying to stay the course,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's probably my my most attractive option, Okay. I guess. Um, and that's kind of because I think you could find someone that, you know, you know pretty well, maybe it's a single individual or a couple individuals together. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think we've got a pretty good network and a lot of these folks like us and want to see us succeed. Yeah. And they've got probably between, let's just say on on average, we could probably find four to six people to put in 50K each and, um, you know, do... A two hundred to two hundred and fifty thousand dollar yeah, round, and they
0: might, you know, they might be able to act as some sort of advisory board. or They may have uh, some feedback for us and mm-hmm. insight into the market.
1: Yeah. Um. Okay, but it, would you say that stay of the course is the most attractive option for you right now?
0: Uh, it might. It might be. Um, okay. it, it, that's just me having a hard time getting past like the stability of a job. Yeah. But, but again, like, I don't have kids like you. I don't, you know, I'm not, it's a different situation for me. Like, I should be in a position to, I think take more risks. Yeah. But part of that is, you know, the stay the course part, it's still, without taking funding, I think it still could potentially include this idea of, uh, like, a sabbatical from the full-time job. Mm-hmm. Because I could still, I could still support myself without working, for a couple months. Yeah, um, and and working solely on transistor.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's a lot in there. Wow. Um, let me tell you, give you some background on this crazy idea I had. And unfortunately, John and I are <laughs> have already processed a lot of this, but I want to kind of take you through it because I think the thought exercise is interesting. Here's the background. I meet with Dan from CrowdRiff. I think I can say this. Yeah, Dan from CrowdRiff. Uh, he came to Vernon and wanted to have coffee with me. He's, I mentioned him on the show a while back. Um, and we were just talking about, you know, he's really interested in what we're doing with Transistor. Uh, I also... Uh, yeah, he's really interested in what we're doing with Transistor. And he says, you know, have you thought about raising venture capital? And... You know, CrowdRiff has raised money and, you know, that's enabled them to grow really fast. I think they're, you know, at 60 people or something like that. I said, I don't know if that's a good fit for John and I, because I listened to Dan and the other people, you know, I know who have raised venture capital. I've listened to them talk about how draining and emotionally exhausting and frustrating all of that is. and. I just didn't think that you and I could do that. I, I, I don't think I've got it in me to do that. And especially, you know, I want to move faster. I don't want to take six months off to do a road show and have to go around. Yeah. And um, pitch,
0: do pitch decks and all these presentations. and.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So having to come up with a pitch deck, having to do all that, like, I can't, I, I, I shouldn't say can't, but I just, it really sounds awful. And so part of my conversation with Dan was what if there was another way to raise money, right? Right. And I thought about Kickstarter and how that, that idea of pitching potential customers and your network of friends and all those things, pitching them on the value you're about to bring or even just pitching them on why don't you you know support this work that we're doing and how amazing that is for creators because when it works it's just what a great way to empower the maker right like you can you empower the people to create these things because now you've got all the funding for it now i've recognized that that model really works for certain types of things, right? And not for others. We have our friends Tom and Dan at Studio Neat have done this with uh, the Glyph, which is a little tripod for the iPhone, mm-hmm. right? What else have they made?
0: Uh, they made like, the the Neat ice kit, the uh, simple syrup kit. The, yeah. They did an iPad stylus a while ago. I think they're working on a new pen. Yeah. Yeah, they got all that cool stuff.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Hardware, physical, physical. They've done some software, but.
1: Yeah. Um, Sorry. Hold on. I got it. My wife's calling me. I got to call you back in a sec. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. So John and I weren't able to finish this conversation. So we decided we're going to break it up into two parts. Come back next Tuesday for part two of our conversation. In the meantime, head over to iTunes, give us a review. Your reviews keep us going. All you have to do is open up the app, search for Build Your Sass, scroll down, click five stars, leave us a little written review, and uh, that really helps us out. As always, you can interact with us in Breaker. You can also interact with us in CastBox, and we will see you next Tuesday.